Welcome back, listeners, to the Fantasy Scape podcast. It's been a little while. Been a few happenings since we last recorded. Obviously, the Senior Bowl, um, which we'll briefly maybe be going over in this episode. Um, But uh, today, we're going to bring you some dynasty buys that you can get for like really cheap. Like most, I think most of them should be like late second round value or later and uh yeah we're gonna get right into it uh but first actually there's been a lot of discourse uh over the past couple weeks since the senior bowl on liberty quarterback malik willis uh basically for those of you that aren't paying attention uh he absolutely lit it up in the senior bowl practices he was uh, like by far the best quarterback in uh, Mobile, Alabama, and I mean he's he's now projecting to be like uh, I think like top ten pick, top fifteen, um, and obviously Dynasty Twitter being the very opinionated place that it is uh, has some has some thoughts about Malik Willis. Uh, do you guys do you guys have any? Thoughts on Malik Willis and what type of fantasy asset he could be? I mean, we've been preaching his name for a while. He's just, he's going to be a stud and he has that rushing upside. So he's definitely someone to be excited for. And wherever he lands, it doesn't really matter because it's going to, I mean, it's going to be a team that's looking for a quarterback. So mm-hmm. not really much else to add to that. Yeah, I think it's like he has a cannon of an arm, which is I was not expecting. Like, oh, I, I wasn't he, either. Yeah, I think he recorded like faster speeds on throws than like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Uh, but also, what I like uh, in this landscape is that all the the really bad teams uh, either have their quarterback they think, or they might just be like tanking for another year to get someone like C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. So like, you could see like him fall to like a good organization and like just you don't have to worry about him uh just being on like a super bad team that won't be like fantasy productive at all uh mm-hmm. so that'd be really nice for him right and uh the pro the problem for me this whole time with malik willis was the potential draft capital like i knew the talent was there uh in fact i think according to rushing uh e estimated points added per play on rushing plays. Malik Willis is actually the second best rushing college quarterback. Obviously second only to the greatest of all time, Lamar Jackson. Um, uh, that's better than Cam Newton, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, all these other guys you want to mention, Trey Lance. So when you're talking fantasy QBs, like if Malik Willis gets drafted in the top 10, the second he steps on the field, he's like a high end QB two. I don't care how raw he is as a passer; like he, he he's going to get like at least fifteen fantasy points just from his leg each game. Not his one leg, his both of his legs, ideally. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of uh, discourse com- comparing him to uh, Josh Allen because they're both pretty similar coming from smaller schools, uh, being really raw. And 
a lot of people say like, oh, that's an unfair comparison, blah, 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 blah. I think people are misremembering what Josh Allen was his first two years. Like, there was legit questions whether the Bills should even pick up his fifth-year option. And despite being horrible in real life, Josh Allen was still a low-end QB1, high-end QB2 his first two years uh, in the NFL, fantasy-wise. So I think Malik Willis can can be that, like a bad real-life quarterback, but good for fantasy. Yeah, I remember That's that draft opinion. class. The draft class with Josh Allen, like uh, people were taking like Sam. Uh, people said that they should take like Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold ahead of him. That was just an unreal flop on their part. Uh, Josh Rosen, but nine mistakes been... ahead of him. <laughs> that oh, is still one of the funniest lines ever. Josh Rosen really like came out like for one play this season and threw a pick six. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, that was the Patriots shutout, right? Yeah, that was so funny. Then they're <laughs> like third. Then their third QB almost did the exact same thing on his first throw. That was the yeah. they had. To, I think they Felipe had three Yeah. How does Josh Rosen have a better game? Than Sam Darnold against the Patriots. Oh man! One uh, other person, or sorry, one other person from that like pro uh, bowl that like had kind of the opposite effect as Malik Willis was Kenny Pickett. I just like kept hearing really bad things about like especially his hand size because I heard he like fumbled it a few times. Uh, like potentially, I guess he could fall in the the draft and in rookie drafts. That could be something to look out for. Um, kind of like I'm not gonna equate it exactly to like Jamar Chase with the drops, but like I I don't know how important like hand sizes. I'm not a scout, but like it just feels like something like drops where it's actually not that important, especially maybe not for fantasy. I don't know what you guys thought about how Kenny Pickett performed. Yeah. Um, I, I, I heard he didn't want to get his hands measured because he had, he has like a double joint in them. So he can't like fully extend his thumb without like physical therapy. Um, which I know sounds ridiculous, but I, I'm actually a person that has double jointed thumbs. Uh, I can tell you it, it does take quite a bit of work to, fully extend that sucker um and it, it does add some millimeters maybe to your hand size so I, I don't know how badly his are double jointed but um i guess something to look monitor his hand size at the combine um but yeah we'll, we'll have a video about all these rookies eventually um Stay tuned for that. But anyway, getting into the topic, uh, what is one guy that you're looking to buy or buy on the cheap right now? Like this is just pretty much like a throwing in a trade, you know, type of guy. Anyone you guys want to bring up? 
Uh, honestly, like I have a list of guys, but like the one of them that would be a throw in, like because the other ones aren't really like necessarily throw ins, but like I'm still kind of high on Curtis Samuel. And, I like, like Curtis Samuel. I mean, like I'm not. I wouldn't say like high on him, but like I would definitely buy him for the right price. I think he's going at right around that late second round uh, value we were talking about. And just like a stat I have is that uh, in 2020, he was number 22 in yards after the catch, uh, despite being the third option on that Panthers team. And um, not just that, I mean, he's going to turn 26 this year. So there's definitely room for growth, and he was dealing with a groin injury all year, so I think his value tanked because of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone's obsessed with finding the next Debo Samuel. Like, Curtis Samuel kind of did that role in Carolina. Not saying he's going to do it in um, Washington, the commanders now. Um, Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah, I, I like Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I like him um, too. The the groin's okay. a little concerning, but I mean, it's not the end of the world. Right. Yeah, I think the off season will help with that. <laughs> uh, definitely monitor like training camp reports, though. Like if it's still nagging him, that could be more of a problem. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think I'd be worried about it, like a multi year injury. Uh, one guy I wanted to bring up. Uh, Melvin Gordon, man, uh, 29 years old, I think, going to be 29 going into the season. I mean, him and Javante Williams had essentially, like, the exact same stats this year on, like, the same percentage of plays. And Javante Williams is, like, dynasty running back three or four or whatever. Yeah. And, I mean you can have the same stats as the dynasty running back three or four on the same, that kind of says something about your talent. Like Melvin Gordon's still good. And at worst, at worst, uh, you'll be buying him as like a high upside, um, backup to Javante. Like nobody wants injuries to happen, but like it's the reality for running backs. So if Javante were to get injured, then Melvin Gordon would step into that workhorse running back role, which he's produced in the past. And best case scenario, he goes somewhere like the Chiefs where, uh, sorry, CEH owners, you know, he, I mean, he's just, he's better than CEH. Um, And he'll be on a really good offense and he's, been really productive through the receiving game before and he'll likely be i mean mid running back two on the chiefs like if he's the starter at minimum so i really like melvin gordon uh let me look up his price real quick i keep going for exactly like the late seconds i had him on my list too and basically like you touched on the point i was gonna make like Javante never like everyone was saying that Javante would like completely take over the backfield by the end of the year and he never did like it's not like that Javante is bad it's just that Melvin Gordon is still good right 
Running back 39. I mean, like, what's the difference between, like, James Conner and Melvin Gordon? I think I'd rather have Melvin Gordon over James Conner. I, I, I just feel like he's more talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, late second. Uh, pick 210. Where keep trade cut is the most akin to value Melvin Gordon. Uh, go buy Melvin Gordon. Pretty much. Uh, anyone else you guys wanted to mention? Uh, I have a cheap guy in uh, Darnus Johnson. Brown's third mm-hmm. uh, running back. Uh, mm-hmm. When he was brought to start, everybody knows he had that monstrous 168-yard uh, game. But the thing is, he's had three games this season with uh, over 15 touches. And in all three of those games, he's had over 130 yards on the ground. Uh, and everybody knows he's going to be a restricted free agent this year, which uh, means that the Browns can match any offer that he's given. However, I think that he's actually going to be able to go somewhere where he's actually useful or more useful. He's averaged uh, 5.3 yards per carry in the hundred attempts that he's had in this year. I think that there's tons of potential there that if he goes to the right situation, we'll have that James Conner sort of deal that you were talking about. I think it's important in Dynasty to like value some of these uh, high upside backups. Yeah, um, that's my thing. He's just really high upside. Because mm-hmm. like... Obviously, like I just said, we don't want people getting injured, but it's the reality of the situation. Um, and if you look at like Cleveland, for example, when uh, when Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt were out from injuries, Dearness Johnson was like a RB one in fantasy. Like yeah. you want you want to target backfields where if the starter gets injured, the backup. Uh, gets that, you know, even like eighty percent production, right? Um, because you're paying like what? How much is Nick Chubb going for? Uh, let me pull it up. I know that Deanus Johnson is about a uh, early third round for next year. Yeah, right you're now. paying like and twenty, thirty percent of the price of Nick Chubb when yeah. you can get like. 80-90% of the production when Nick, if Nick Chubb goes down. Right. Um, and also, uh, he's actually... I don't know what a restricted free agent is. It's a, it means ahead. that the Browns can match any price that he... or any offer that he's given. Okay. But he yeah. is, like, potentially a free agent at the end of this year. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he can get a starting role somewhere, but, like, he did look, like, yeah. really good. I mean, the Chiefs might right. go after him. Same sort of deal with Melvin Gordon. And Nick Chubb is like 5000 right now on keep trade cut compared to the 1500 that Dernish Johnson is. Right. And then uh, a second guy I was looking at is a similar situation. It's uh, Kayshawn Vaughn, the third uh, string running back for the Bucks, which especially in their situation right now, it looks like that he might be the – he's probably going to be the second string next year, but he might be the first if it's unlucky enough for their free agency because both – 
uh, Fournette and Rojo are going to be free agents this year. And they're going to try to keep, they're probably going to let Rojo walk and they're going to try to keep Fournette, but they might not be able to. So that would mm-hmm. leave Kayshawn to come up into that first place. And he had 36 pa- uh, rush attempts and he had 180 rushing yards. So he had a five, uh, five yard per carry uh, deal with everything. Yeah, he had, like uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, another guy very similar to Keyshawn Vaughn, Eno Benjamin, uh, James Conner, and Case Edmonds, I believe, are both free agents for the Cardinals. And Eno Benjamin looked okay, I guess, during his – he got a couple plays this year, and he had, like, one touchdown run where he, like, absolutely took the soul out of another human being on a truck, and it was yeah. quite beautiful. That was a good one. Um, but, I mean, if, you know, Benjamin, I mean, he cost like a fourth-round pick or something. Yeah, like a 308. Uh, like, yeah, he, uh, he's, he's one of those, like, smaller athletic-type backs, like an Aaron Jones, even Chase Edmonds type of guy where he projects to get a lot of passing volume. Um, so, I mean... The third round pick, like where you really live. I'd also uh, um, like to point out for Deanus Johnson that he has a very good efficiency rating. He and mm-hmm. like his uh, stats say that his yards per carry were five point three, but his actual true yards per carry in terms of efficiency were really close to it. That five point two. He had a uh, juke rate of thirty four point five percent, and he evaded forty one tackles. Like he's a. Uh, I think he's going to be really good wherever he goes if he does go since he's a restricted free agent. So I have a pretty, like, in my opinion, unreal uh, stat here. It's not really a stat, but you can currently get, these are all my bylaws, maybe not all of them, but you can currently get Kendrick Bourne, Jonu Smith, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Henry, and Nelson Aguilar on keep trade cut. All of that for the price of Jerry Judy. What? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> go, go and look at the math yourself. I swear it's real. So I'll start off Kendrick Bourne. I think he was the wide receiver 40, and he only had 50% snap share. 50% snap share on the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, and he was wide receiver 40. But it, it doesn't get... It, it gets even weirder. He generated the 10th most EPA among all wide receivers with 50% snap share. Uh, that's like kind of ridiculous. He had 10.6 fantasy points per game again with 50% snap share. Uh, his like per target stats were like unrealistic, but he also had like 2.2 yards per route. I have no idea why he wasn't going out. Like for like he seemed really good. And I think he scored like, I think he had like seven. I don't I know this doesn't count because they got steamrolled. They were playing like prevent defense, but uh, against the Bills in his last game, he had two touchdowns and seventy yards. Like, I, I'm not gonna say it's like a Gabriel Davis. It might be a great Gabriel Davis situation where it's like, yeah, it's it's just a bad player who just like kind of went off. But like, the price of fifteen hundred, like that's like a third. Like, absolutely, I would take him. Uh, next on the list, we got Jacoby Myers. I'm just gonna go run through all these Patriots. I, I think they're also undervalued because, like, Mac Jones, 
when he like gets settled into the offense, like they could just make it more pass happy. Uh, and like Jacoby Myers, I put out a poll and 54% of dynasty players, when it came down to age target share, target rate in yards per out, they liked Jacoby Myers over CD lamb. You can go and check that poll on our Twitter account. It, it's a fact. <laughs> it, don't just take my word for it. Uh, he's worth 2,400 right now, which I think is about like a, probably like a mid second, late second. Uh, and he like, he won me a championship. He scored like 21 fantasy points. He like has 20. I can check the stats. I think he has like 25% target share. Uh, 25% target share, like 26% target rate. I mean, that's like not like Deontay Johnson levels, but that's really high. He had nine targets per game uh, towards the end of the season. Uh, so if you're one of those target share guys, like absolutely Jacoby Myers. I will say with a grain of salt with all of this, that like they could potentially bring in another free agent, like maybe like Chris Godwin or like Allen Robinson or potentially, uh, I, I don't think they'll draft somebody because they always get burned when they do. But uh, I do recognize that each of these guys could go down a tier, but like for these prices, and then you got Hunter Henry, like Hunter Henry is like a potential touchdown red zone monster. Uh, and that's like really, really important for fantasy, especially for tight ends. Uh, and then he also is getting targeted like six times per game in his last four games. Uh, so that's like excellent usage. Uh, and it just like, kind of shocks me. It's only worth like 2000. Uh, and I just added Nelson Aguilar cause he's like valued as nothing. I would, I, I mean, if he's valued at 700, you can get him if you want. I'm not going to make any promises. And then I don't know how I feel about Johnny Smith. Uh, if I had to buy Hunter Henry or Johnny Smith, I'm taking Hunter Henry all the time. Uh, he just like didn't impress me, I guess this year, like even when he like had the ball. So I guess my buys in that Patriots offense are Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, and Hunter Henry. Uh, it's just ridiculous value right now. Like all of them are like nearly throw-ins. Nick, you might know the answer to this, uh, so don't don't answer. But if I were to ask you guys how many receiving yards Kendrick Bourne had, what would be your guess? Hmm. Seven hundred. Yeah. Seven, like I would say, probably either seven hundred and eighty or eight hundred and forty. Eight hundred. Mm. I mean, Still that's surprising. Yeah, that's the and, quietest eight hundred yard season yeah. ever. And like Mac Jones is someone you want fantasy attachments with because he's not a weapon. Let's just be nice. He's a very accurate quarterback. He's essentially like. He's kind of Joe Burrow-esque, and like, you want weapons that play with Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing with Mac Jones. Like, you want guys that play with Mac Jones. Yeah. Now, I fully expect them to bring in a wide receiver, too. Uh, not wide receiver, two, like the number, but like also. Oh, yeah. They should bring in a wide receiver, one. Um so we'll have to reassess then. But, I mean, those alpha wide receivers, they also just make your offense better in general. So I don't know if you can discount these guys any more than they already are, to be honest. But, yeah, those are all re- 
three really good names. Um, one guy that I want to bring up, and you know, people are gonna make fun of me for this. I'll, I'll let I'll, I'll I'll pause so people can laugh. I'm just gonna spit it out. Trey Sermon. I'll take a little pause for a laugh break. <laughs> this man's a right. tracer. You idiot. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, now hear me out. Trey Sermon is literally the only running back on contract in the 49ers offense next season besides Elijah Mitchell. Okay, you can currently get Trey Sermon for, I think, a mid third round pick. Yeah, hold on. Um keep trade cut, please. Yeah, like a mid to early third round pick. Now you know, we're talking about high value backups. I mean, what backfield is more valuable than the 49ers? Right, like whoever is their starter is is like either guaranteed to get hurt middle of the game or guaranteed to get like twenty plus fantasy points. Yeah, you think Raheem Mostert, Mitchell, uh, Jeff Wilson, even like Kyle Uzcheck, I think, who got played over Trey Sermon, which doesn't help my case very much. But <laughs> I mean, like Elijah Mitchell hasn't, you know been the image of health. He's kind of an undersized back and Trey Sermon, man, as much stuff as we give him, like his his per touch uh metrics, you know, do great um yards created per touch, uh breakaway run percentage, they were pretty similar to Elijah Mitchell. Um the the running back for the 49ers is gonna be uh, uh, efficient Unless Trey Sermon, like, if Trey Sermon can't get a spot next year, he's just actual, like, dog vomit. Like, you don't want him anywhere near your fantasy team. Just honestly drop him if he can't get at least a backup role next year. But right now, like, mid-third, you'll have, a, like I said, a high-value backup in case Elijah Mitchell gets injured. Now... You guys can promptly make fun of me. Um, I'm ready to. I'm ready to absorb it. Before you do, actually, who would you rather have, Miles Gaskin or Trey Sermon? Uh, these, these people think, having a bid off. <laughs> <laughs> I think Trey Sermon, just because I like the 49ers a lot more than the Dolphins. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan. I'll count that as a and, hypothetical W. And and also like anytime a 49er starting running back gets hurt, the backup comes in and wrecks right. stuff. So we call that the, the Jeff Wilson effect. You don't want that Mike McDaniel's uh backfield with the with the <laughs> Dolphins. Oh yeah. That is true, but they're gonna like know. draft like Jerome Ford and then like turn him into like a stud. And the Dolphins. That, 
that Dolphins backfield's worth monitoring. Like not the current players, but like just yeah. maybe during the draft. Just like keep your I'm eyes def- out. Could you I'd definitely draft someone? Imagine if like Brees Hall goes there. Yeah, they might they might draft me. <laughs> I could I could probably get some touches out of that uh Dolphins backfield. Miles, Who am I competing with? Miles Gaskin, like Duke Johnson, really. Salvin Ahmed. Jesus. Is Malcolm Brown still there? I completely forgot about that guy. <laughs> I feel like I could compete for quarterback too. On oh, jaw. Can you throw a ball further than seven yards? Yeah, I can throw a slam pass to Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Read past the Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Jump ball to Mike Giseki. <laughs> Underthrow. I got that all in my arsenal. Do you guys remember at like the beginning of the year that some people were saying Mike Giseki was going to be a better tight end than Mark Andrews? I don't, I don't know, know anyone who said that. I, I and if heard, I did, I would have laughed people. in their face. Yeah, I laughed at them too. But <laughs> I just can't believe some people were saying that. Like Jacecki is like the odd Tate of tight ends. Like that man <laughs> creates like negative separation. He's always <laughs> having to make like ridiculous catches to even attempt to catch the football. I like how like people call Mike Jacecki a wide receiver. Like a, a wide receiver playing tight end, but like he does not have wide receiver skills. Uh, yeah. Just, like you got to create separation <laughs> at least a little as a wide receiver. Exactly. He's just kind of like a big body. Otherwise, you're yeah. just Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Path legend Nikhil Harry. <laughs> oh, why is that still so funny? Speaking of Nikhil Harry, my... No, I'm kidding. Don't buy <laughs> Nikhil Harry. <laughs> no, they gotta add that per run block efficiency to wide receivers. Oh, God. That was funny. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that was so funny when you sent that. Nikhil Harry and George Kittle 1.01, 1. 1.02. 1. Uh, like that was a uh, Cam Not Sober on Twitter. That was really funny. Um. Anyway, uh, another buy I really like is Khalil Herbert. Um, when David Montgomery was injured this year, Khalil Herbert uh, stepped in, and I think he was the only running back to get over a hundred yards rushing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, which. It's kind of funny that Khalil Herbert, of all people, did that. Uh, But, yeah, he was a RB1 uh, in, I think that looks like, uh, two out of his three starts, I want to say. He had three starts this year. So, I mean, the Bears want to give the ball to their running backs, and Khalil Herbert definitely qualifies as one of those. Yeah, like if David Montgomery goes down, that's going to be a really nice backfield for him. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because who else was there? Was it Damian Williams? 
Yeah. Remember Damien and uh, Montgomery went out and Khalil Herbert was really fantasy relevant. Do you guys even remember Tariq Cohen? Yeah. He was a top 12 running back, like, fantasy-wise one year. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I guess, unless we're not ready to segue, I have a really good buy low. Now you can go ahead. Will Fuller. He's only valued at yes. 1460. Like Will Fuller's a really good. I, I know. I know. Cam Akers came back from an Achilles before Will Fuller fixed his finger, but like fourteen sixties, nothing for like a guy that could potentially be like a top fifteen wide receiver. I don't know where he'll go because I think he just signed like a one year uh, with mm-hmm. the Dolphins. But like he, w- I think he was top seven in points per game in twenty twenty, and he had Deshaun Watson. Uh, maybe he goes where Deshaun Watson goes, because uh, I think they're buddies. But, like, he's, like, actually a good receiver. Like, he's probably, when healthy, like a top 25 receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I like Will Fuller. Um, like you said, he's a really good player. Uh, the only problem with him is it ever been, like, injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. I have no clue what happened with this finger thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just didn't feel like playing. I don't know. Um, but, you know, if, if he can go somewhere like, uh, I don't know, let's just say he goes to, like, New England. Like, being Mac Jones' deep threat, that's going to produce some some pretty uh, high fantasy numbers maybe not consistent but high at least um but yeah i like will fuller uh and like honestly out of all the guys we've talked about i think will fuller would be the one i'd be most likely to buy unless i needed like like if i had david montgomery i'd probably be looking to get khalil herbert yeah will fuller I'm just looking through another goodbye might be CJ Uzama. Like if you're in like a deep, like maybe 14 man dynasty league, like CJ Uzama sometimes will just put up like 15, 20, 25 point games, especially in best ball leagues. If you're playing like mm-hmm. a dynasty, but like that would be an incredible because he's only like valued at 1300, uh, mm-hmm. which is about 2022 mid third. Like I would definitely take that. Cause he's only like 28, 29. Uh, and he's tied to like Joe Burrow, and unless they bring in like Rob Gronkowski, like I would expect him to be the starting tight end. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, okay, I, I don't I would... know if they would. They would probably just run two tight end sets if they brought in Gronkowski. I don't get think it. Bring in Gronk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they will either. Much sense. I think that yeah, was just like, uh, Gronk just talking about who he wanted to play with if he'd ever did still play. Yeah, the Bengals. The Bengals like to put out three wide receivers, so if you have like two yeah. good tight ends, it's kind of like no reason. They should put Gronk out as tight end or wide receiver. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Gronk is still like good. Yeah. Another tight end that I just found 
while looking at Uzoma is David Njoku. This guy's an athletic freak. Um, he was drafted by the Browns, obviously. Which, bleh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. He, he is a free agent this year. Um, hopefully he'll leave that hellscape, but, you know, if not, uh, well, that would suck, honestly. But, I mean, he's a he, he's an athlete, man. Uh, the here's how incomp or not maybe not incompetent. Here's how desperate for talent the Browns were. They were using David Njoku as their like stretch the defense field stretcher type guy this year, which I thought was funny. Um, but yeah, David Njoku really really talented. Um. Never really been given a starting chance. Uh, Austin Hooper contract was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Um, so if I mean if he can go somewhere that is very tight end friendly, like he's in a good athlete, that's very important for tight ends. I like David Njoku as a you know third round F it why not type of trade. He, that's I like him too. legitimately like a throw in, like a late third rounder. Like you're just like, yeah, just give me David Njoku. Uh, real quick, I had uh three other guys that I just like wanted to mention real quick. I, we don't have to go too in depth with them because I feel like we've talked about them, but like Allen Robinson, just because I think the talent's there, and mm-hmm. I I really think he didn't want to play with the Bears. I I, I mean. I'd be willing. He's like valued at the late second threshold, and I'd be willing to spend that for the upside that is Allen Robinson. And then I got Jimmy G and Jameis Winston just because QB is king and like in super flex leagues. But yeah. Yeah, those are all really good. Especially like Jimmy G is being really undervalued right now because like it feels like he's like not going to start. But he is like he's going to start somewhere and probably like for the next few years, because I think he's probably like a top 24 quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has King has like that Andy Dalton and like Fitz magic vibe right now, potentially like he's just going to start somewhere uh, and that could be really important. And yeah, like 14 man super flex leagues. Uh, uh, and then Jamie's Winston was like actually good. Like people don't like, yeah, realize he was, he was actually good last Saints. year. He like kind of looked like Jamie's Winston than like in Tampa did just three less picks. Very hard to do I'm thirty picks. Yeah. Um, Looking like Brett Favre yeah. of that. Jamie's Winston is really interesting. Um, I'll be really in, or interested, I guess, to see what the Saints decide to do this off season. Um, <clears throat> I think Jameis Winston could be like a high-end QB two. Like we're talking about, like guys like, uh, like Zach Wilson, you know, Trevor Lawrence, um, guys that we think can get to that spot. Like Jameis Winston was already playing like that, so I like Jameis Winston as a as a solid buy for next to nothing. 
right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wet your guys' appetite first before I before I say who this is. All right, 88 PFF grade this season at wide receiver, 88 PFF grade, 34.3 percent target rate, number three of all wide receivers, fifth in fantasy points per route. Uh, second in yards per route, and they had about 600 yards. Can you guess who it is? I'm going to guess Tyreek Hill. Deontay Harris, who's currently uh, less than 1,000 value in, uh, what's it called? Keep trade cut. Mm -hmm. And it's like kind of shocking to me. Uh, I think the the reason might be like his target rate being that high is he kind of like Rondale Moore, uh, in the way that like they just like send him out and when he is like he's just gonna catch like a screen pass, uh, but like there's a lot of wide receivers who are like that, but he's clearly the best at it. Um, like anybody who can run out like a hundred and forty, a hundred and seventy two routes run and have like three point three yards per route, like that's really impressive. And 15.8 yards per reception. So even if he is like a screen guy, like he's getting 16 yards. Uh, and that like wide receiver room, like except for Michael Thomas, there's like literally no one there. And there's probably going to, even Michael Thomas might be a good buy. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, like the upsides there, he kind of reminds me of Corderell. It's like a special teamer turned like actual like player, kind of like, also, like Devin Hester, um, like he has the upside to be really good. I think. Yeah, uh, he performed really well on the limited work he was given this year. Um, I like you know Deontay Harris. I think could be someone that you'd be reasonably excited for. Um, you guys have anyone else? Because I have the ultimate dart dart throw that uh, we could end the episode out on. If you I, guys don't have anyone else, I don't really have anybody else of uh worth mentioning. No, I don't have anyone at like the late second round value. Yeah, really, the only other people I could really think of were a bit above that. So it's gonna be like Patrick Mahomes, isn't it? Oh, definitely, dude. Yeah. All right. So the the ultimate dart throw. This guy's 22 years old. Amari Rogers. Okay, now hear hear me. This guy was pretty much like a very discount. uh, Well, that wouldn't be really explaining. A very, 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 very discounted version of Debo Samuel in college. Like he was that kind of versatile weapon that we that we like to find in in uh, fantasy. Look, we know uh, rookie wide receivers on the Packers historically do not do anything, right? You can go back Devonte Adams. Uh, I don't really remember when Jordy Nelson was a rookie, but they just don't really do much. Um, the Packers like starting their 
they're established guys, and that's fine. But you know, Mario Rogers, he he's he's an elusive guy. Uh, maybe could be kind of a yak guy. Uh, kind of maybe like big slot receiver. He's not really big, but like. I don't know. It's just a complete dart throw. Uh, he was used that way in college, so why not, right? Yeah, I mean, with this value, it it's just dart throws. Yeah, and I do know that, like, going into the season, he was highly talked about, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, his value is definitely tanked. I like him personally because I think I don't know if you mentioned this, but aren't uh, MVS and Alan Lazard also on co- or uh, free agents this year? Yeah, it's like yeah, that's like Green Bay's biggest problem right now. It's just everything with that. I think literally all of their like pass catchers are free are agents, not projected to be there next year. It, it's so, worth a shot. Today. So if Amari Rogers cannot start on that. We know we know Green Green Bay ain't drafting a receiver. They haven't they haven't done it for uh like well a receiver within the first two rounds. They haven't done it for like eighteen million years. They won't do it. They, for whatever reason, they just don't like doing it. Um. So if Amari Rogers cannot start next year, then yeah, he's he's nothing. But right now, he's worth a late third F it why not type of thing yeah it may, it may be Debo Samuel's too high expectations maybe he can be what Curtis Samuel was um Panthers yeah, on the Panthers you know kind of that running back receiver wide back I think Debo calls it um but yeah Amari Rogers Complete dart throw. But, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for y'all this week. Um, I don't, I don't have our episode laid out, so, uh, we should be doing another rookie mock sometime soon. I don't know exactly when that'll be, but keep in tune for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for y'all for now. And um who day. Yeah, who day? Good yes, luck sir. with your trades. Um maybe go buy some of these guys. Um don't make fun of me too hard for saying Trey Sermon. <laughs> um and uh yeah. Have a good one everyone. See, see y'all you, later. See ya. <laughs>